0: Hi, hey, hello, what's up? My name is Rainier and we're back on another podcast episode of Bopping with Bautista. And I am here to record another very special episode because not only is this another collab, but it is also with someone who is very special in my life. So if you wanna go ahead and introduce yourself.
1: Hello everyone, my name is FaZe Vong. And I am here today with Rainier to talk about.
0: No, you can, no you, you can go. No, <laughs> no, you can go. This is, you are more than welcome to introduce our topic.
1: Okay, so our topic for today is talking about, like, the experiences we have about, like, college and, like, basically, like, a reflection about our sophomore year and how the pandemic has basically affected it and everything. And yeah, that's today's topic.
0: Yeah, and I think it's also, it's gonna be really interesting because not only do we get to compare like our different experiences based off of our different majors, but he was actually one of the very few people who had to go back to school on campus during a pandemic versus where I just had to stay home. So. Yeah, we're just going to be talking about our experiences, like what he said, and we'll just go from there. So Mm -hmm. I'll actually start off by asking you to talk about what your major is and how it's been so far and kind of lead us to like your own experiences of what it's like to be on campus.
1: So I'm a nursing major at USF and I just finished my sophomore year. And yeah, so basically... You know, as a nursing major, when you start your sophomore year, you have to go to clinicals. So basically, in sophomore one, you kind of like, I kind of rushed to find a place in SF because, you know, like a lot of people were kind of just like backing out of like getting a place in SF just because it's really just one day a week. So they can just like, you know, commute from home since they live in like the Bay Area. Whereas for me, you know, I'm from LA and obviously I cannot commute like eight hours to go to like clinical, you know so I really struggled to find a place and I was really stressed out but fortunately um, USF did offer emergency housing and I was able to, to secure an apartment in SF so I was very fortunate for that what I was very unfortunate what well, was very unfortunate for me though however was my clinical placement so originally, you know, like the nursing program, they basically ensured I was like, oh, like, you know, like you'll get a clinical site and then like you'll basically like go in person either from I believe in sophomore one it was either seven to one thirty or three to nine p.m. So I was pretty hopeful, you know, I was like, okay, bet like, you know, like I'm gonna get a place in this stuff and then I'm going to be able to um you know, like go to clinical and be able to get that firsthand experience that I was just like, you know, like waiting for ever since my freshman year. Unfortunately, because of COVID, I was not able to get a clinical site my sophomore one year and I had to spend my sophomore one online you know so like taking vital signs through a freaking screen or like doing a virtual simulation where it's like oh you know like take a vital signs and like or like do this and that. Where you can like click a reset button but in real life you can't press a reset button you just gotta you just gotta do it you know so it was a really different experience for me to say and like what made it really frustrating for me was the fact that i dropped this amount of money so i dropped around Getting financial aid, I dropped about like eight grand, I believe. So, housing was about eight grand in all per semester. So, that's how much I had to drop in order to be able to live on campus for the purpose of like, you know, going to clinicals in person, only to find out that like my clinicals were online. So, it sucked a lot, you know. And fortunately, you know, sophomore two came around and I was able to get a clinical site at Kaiser Permanente in San Rafael. And, yeah, that, that's just been a really good experience. Um, did a lot of things that I did not really expect myself to do. And, yeah, now we're just chilling in the summer. Yeah.
0: that's Yeah, that was a very, very great and detailed <laughs> experience. Thank you for uh, sharing that with us. Do you feel as if, like, your transition from doing clinical through a screen versus in person was overwhelming. Um, Obviously, like I could only imagine like, of course you would prefer doing your clinical in person because you just have to, that's how you get your experience and the knowledge you need that will aid you in your nursing career. But did you find that doing it in person was, had its challenges that kind of made it equal to the challenges that you faced during the clinical like online?
1: I think, like, virtually, simu- like, virtual simulation in terms of, like, clinical was very frustrating, not because of, like, the nursing aspect, but just because of, like, the technological aspect. Like, I had one simulation where it's just, like, I could not get 100% because there was just some technical issues. So, like, and, like, basically, like, you have to get 100% in order to, like, um, I guess, like, get a grade on it. So then it it completely sucked, like, I was, like, so mad, like, I would, like, throw stuff across my room, I think I almost cracked my phone one time, because I was just so pissed and done with virtual simulation, so, like, the, the experience that I had in comparison to, like, real-life clinical is so different, like, basically, like, when I entered in at Kaiser, like, everything I learned in virtual simulation just practically got thrown out of the window, because it's so different, you know, like, you go into person in, like, clinical, and, like, it's, like, even though it's ideal to have like a systematic approach, it's not like you go in and then your patient starts having like small talk with you and like you kind of get drawn away from the things that you have to do. Or like you kind of like, you sometimes forget about the things that you have to do. Whereas like, you know, like in virtual simulation, like all the options that you have to do are there for you, you know? So it's really like, it's so different, you know? And like, I think like what, my, what I was really scared of in clinical was just like messing up to the point where it's like I felt as if like I didn't belong there you know but I think what's really important to acknowledge for every every student in general is that like you know like if you have an internship or if like you go to clinical like like you're just there to learn you know like you're not there to be perfect you're there to learn and I think that's important to acknowledge because you know like especially for me like the nurses are there to help you they're not going to like you know, be mad at you for doing something that you didn't know how to do. And like, especially like if it's your first time, you know? So I think that's really important to take consideration. Like you're in it to win it. You're not in it to lose it. And like, no one's there to like pressure you or no one's there to like ridicule you for something that you don't know how to do. Because at the end of the day, it's all just like a learning process for everyone.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's very valuable. And it's a really good reminder that you bring that up because for a lot of college students no matter like what you're doing in college we always come in with the expectation that we always have to do our best and we have to be perfect at everything but the truth is college is there to shape you and you're bound to come across challenges and it can you know you'll have these hiccups here and there but it doesn't mean that you can't conquer them
1: yeah I think that's like something that I definitely like Realized throughout my time at kaiser and just like not even the time at kaiser just like as a nursing student like what's really important to know is that yes it is important to set expectations for yourself but not so much to the point where it's something that you think is going to overwhelm yourself and just like kind of be far-fetched you know i think what's really important is to just know your limit and to not like go out for the stars if it's something that you you genuinely know that's like way too hard because I think that's what I did like in my soft in my freshman two year, you know, like I like literally like had high expectations for myself. And if I did not like achieve those expectations, like I would just be so sad. Like I would be pissed at myself. I would be just sad. And I kind of just ignored the fact that like, I, I literally gave it my all, you know, like at that time where I like studied for my exam and where I took the exam, like, I obviously gave it my all, like, I didn't do it just to BS it, I did it because I wanted it to pass, and if you don't pass, like, yeah, of course it sucks, but, like, it's not the end of the world, you know, like, you always have room for improvement, and I think that's something that I learned to realize over college.
0: Yeah, that's good, and um, I feel like, personally, for me, my experiences are different from yours, one, because I'm, I'm not doing, like, clinical, and, like, I'm not a nursing major, but I can relate a lot with that. Um, Especially like just coming into college my first year, I was setting all these expectations, and you're surrounded by all these people that you don't know, and you feel like everyone works so independently. But truth is, like, although you do have your own set of goals, you still have like this huge support system, not just of students, but with professors and it's so important to realize that you're not alone in this and although like college is so different from high school regardless again you're like you're just not alone
1: yeah yeah i think that's something that is like a misconception you know like um coming into college like prior to going to college like my mom kind of told me like oh yeah like when you're in college you're like kind of independent and all that stuff you know and yeah, like yeah, sure, that's like partially true. Like you are independent in terms of like managing your own time, um, cooking for yourself, et cetera, et cetera. But like in terms of academics, really, I don't think you're alone. Like you have like a really good support system. Like you have people who are going through the same struggle that you are. You know, and I think that itself is very um, reassuring to know that like there are people with you that's going through this battle especially for like nursing, for example, like, you know, like we had to take this like huge exam known as the HESI for our, um, our sophomore two year. And like, basically, if you don't get like 850, then you have to like take it again. If you don't pass, you have to pay $1,000 to take it again, or to take a course over the summer and take it again. It's basically like, if you don't pass, you can't move on, you know. And that itself is a whole new topic that we'll probably touch upon later. But like, It was really, really hard mentally for everyone. Everyone as a nursing major because it was just Mm nerve-wracking. So I think it's important to know that, like, yes, it may seem like you're alone. But in retrospect, you're not. You know, like, there's plenty of people who are going through the same struggle that you are. And just know that, like, yes, the struggle is... Like, you are currently going through the struggle, but it'll work out. You know?
0: Yeah. And I also wanted to point out how even though it's important to acknowledge like yeah you're not alone I feel like at least for me especially because of the effects of the pandemic it definitely did feel like a lot of the days I was alone in terms of like not being able to study with my friends in person in the library or having a hard time to schedule meetings with your professor in order to go over like class material like office hours basically and just like the whole aspect of not being able to just like ask the person next to you like oh what was like what did the professor say it's definitely hard and it has its own challenges how do you manage to like still create a strong support system with like your friends or like how how was your like study ethics like were you studying alone or were you studying with friends
1: Honestly like I'm the type of person who prefers to study alone just because like you know like when I study with friends like I just literally mess around with YouTube you know like if my friends are watching this you already know the vibes but like or listening to this but like yeah like with friends like it's just like it's so easy to kind of get off task but you know like at the same time like it's relieving it's like to think that like oh like you know like at the end of the day, like, yeah, it's important to study, but it's also important to just have a little break, you know, have a little rest, obviously not too much, but yeah, I think that's fairly important to knowledge. And also like in terms of studying, yeah, like I prefer to study by myself. So that way I can like kind of fully grasp the information. And then when I'm like basically done reviewing all the content and everything, that's when I would like hit up my friends be like, yo, you like, you want to study and like go over things? Because like for me, at least I think what's really helpful is to just basically like like restate the concepts. so for example like talking about like the urinary system you know like what to do if a person has a urinary tract infection or what it, what to do in like the respiratory system you know like just basically like talking it down with someone and breaking it down and kind of just like talking about it it really helps me study because it really helps me understand the concepts you know and not even just like the study aspect, just like the whole knowledge aspect too, you know, like everything I, I think what really like made me feel accomplished was the fact that like each week I came into clinical and like someone said, Oh, like, you know, like they have a respiratory alkalosis or like he has like, you know, chronic heart failure, like pneumonia, you know, like in my head, like I'm just like calculating what each word means and just like breaking it down. Like, okay, like, you know, chronic heart failure means like XYZ, XYZ, XYZ. You know, like it's just really like cool to be able to apply what I've learned in my classes into a real life situation. And I think that what that's what really sparked me to continue nursing because like it's so rewarding to think that like what you're learning in school is actually applicable to real life, you know. Whereas, like, for example, like back in high school, you learn about like, I don't know, uh, like history stuff and like like come on bro like are you really gonna apply that in your future if you're not gonna be like a historian or like a history teacher like nah bro like (laughs) come on you know like i'm not gonna be like teaching someone about the great depression at the hospital you know so like it's so relieving and so inspiring and motivating to see what you're learning in school actually be applicable in your real life like career you know or something that you actually want to do and that just kind of like pushes me to go like Just study even more you know like i don't like at this point like i think what's really important to know is that like grades aren't the only thing that matters you know like if you cheat on a test the only person you're cheating on is yourself you know like you're only cheating on yourself because by cheating you're not really acknowledge you're not really knowledgeable of the concepts you know i'm not saying i've cheated before but like you know like you're only cheating yourself you know so yeah, like I think what's really important is you just like know the concepts of everything and just like figure out how to how to apply it in real life, you know. And obviously, with some subjects, it's hard. But yeah, mm-hmm. if there's a will, there's, there's a way. way. Exactly. Sorry.
0: I think yeah, it's it's interesting how you mentioned like um, there are topics that we learn in school where we can't really like apply it in our career that we want to go into. I know for me like as a as a pre-med major, you have to go through like physics is one of the big ones mm-hmm. and that's like something that you don't like never see in the in the medical yeah, like, field. The so frig- it's so- like you're not
1: going to be like doing like Newton's laws of gravity while doing your like freaking rounds in patients like Oh, what is what? Who is Newton and what is his laws of gravity? Like, right, like now nah, they're not gonna ask. Her. They're like, what's wrong with me, doc? What's wrong with my intestines? Like, what the frick? Do you learn that in physics? No,
0: yeah. Anyways, but I, I mean, it's USF.
1: If you're watching this, I'm just kidding.
0: Excuse me, am I? Uh, this is this is my podcast. I don't want to get sued, <laughs> but yeah, it's um, it, it is. I guess a lot of people can say that it is important to have this knowledge in the back of your head because you never really know when you're going to use it it doesn't have to be like used in your career per se it could just be like outside things like i don't know like you have a kid and then they start doing physics homework and you're like son daughter i've learned that i can help you but like in all honesty i don't don't, no 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 it's hard it's hard but yeah
1: yeah i think this it's really hard sometimes to find like a spark in yourself when going through school
0: mm-hmm. and I think the whole independent aspect of college obviously it's a lot more different in high school like high school you didn't really have the the feeling of being independent you were still told to take this certain class and fulfill this certain requirement you still do that in college but you still have more freedom like you can explore and take different courses and I think that in itself helps shape you as a student and as a person in the long yeah. run. So,
1: yeah, definitely, college is more flexible. Like, eh, not really, but it's, it's like
0: actually, it's actually more flexible because yeah,
1: it's more flexible, but at the same time, it's not flexible.
0: Yeah, there.
1: It's like Elastic Girl, but not Elastic Girl. You know, uh, you know, yeah, anyway. you know that part in Incredibles, the beginning where she she like flexes around mr crunch you have to be more flexible and she like she jumps away and i don't even know roll the clip
0: this is an (laughs) audio recording i can't even roll the clip no visuals unfortunately but if you understand what he's talking about i don't really understand what he's talking about thank you for you because you're not
1: cultured you don't you probably didn't watch incredibles huh
0: (laughs) i watched it with you
1: No, you, oh yeah, we did watch Incredibles <laughs> together. Anyways, um, yeah, so. Yeah,
0: um, it's, it's really interesting. Yeah, the whole college experience, there's just so much to talk about. And um, yeah. I also wanted to start like shifting gears and focus on like the living aspect of like living on campus versus, I mean, I guess you can talk about your experience first living on campus and then I can kind of, do a little comparison on how my experience was like living at home
1: so yeah like so I lived on campus from August to May for my sophomore year and you know like it really it was really insightful and it was I thought to myself like it was a really good experience because you know like freshman yeah like you are living off campus but like at the same time like in freshman year you know like you're living in the dorm hall and you're able to like go to the cafeteria to get food that's like already made for you so you don't got to worry about cooking whereas like for me um the apartment that i was at even though it was under usf and i had to buy a meal plan i obviously like had a kitchen in it so i would rather cook than like spend a whole hour you know like walking to the cafe which is off campus and getting food you know so like It was really interesting. Like I had to learn how to cook and like, you know, at first, like I would like go to my roommate to ask for like cooking tips. I would like go on YouTube, like, you know, like tasty or like Buzzfeed or like anything else, like to just like, basically like search for like easy recipes that I think I would be able to make, you know? And to be honest, like each dish I made, like sometimes it tasted bad, but other times like it tasted really good. You know, like I was actually really proud of myself and yeah, like, it's really cool to like just be able to like cook something up and like it actually tasting good, you know, like you're able to like finish it and you're able to have like leftovers. And yeah, like it really was a cool experience. Not to say that it was stressful though, because like, because I have to cook for myself, like literally every day, what it would cross my mind is like, okay, like what the heck am I going to eat? You know, is it going to be instant noodles? Or am I going like, to actually cook something up, you know, because as a nursing major, like, You know, like I don't. I usually don't have a lot of time on my plate. You know, and like to put it in perspective, like basically I would wake up every day like around like 10 a.m., go on a little walk, and then like 11 o'clock I would like whip up breakfast, and then yeah, I know that's pretty late, but don't judge me. Um, 11 o'clock I would like whip up some breakfast, and like I would probably just like eat and cook. That would probably take about an hour. It'd be around 12 o'clock, and then I would you know like study. And then at three o'clock, I would like make up, make lunch, eat lunch, and then probably end around like 4 30. And then I would like study a little bit more. And then around, you know, like eight o'clock, I would cook dinner, eat, and then I'd finish and then like shower as well. And then I'd finish around 9 30, you know? So, like, yeah, like cooking's fun and everything, but like it takes up so much time of your day, you know? Like, especially since like you're not only cooking, you're like washing dishes, you're eating. You're you're cleaning, like you're doing so many things, you know? So like to all the Asian moms out there, like thank you. Like thank you, you know? Like if y'all are living um at home right now and like you know, like your mom like cooks for you, your mom like cleans for you, your mom like washes dishes for you, like bro, like go give her
0: I'm a t- hug.
1: Like go give her a hug. Like man. right like, now, sh- just like sh- like, sh- <laughs> sh- like pause this right now and go give her a hug, bro. Yeah. Because like like I didn't realize until college, literally, how much work it took to like cook, clean, wash dishes, and prep food. That's another thing you have to prep food too. You have to marinate that chicken. You don't want it to be tasting bland. You want it to be tasting flavorful. You know, like you have to commit time in your day to like marinate that chicken, or like you know, like uh, like uh, defrost that steak, or like you know, like all that good stuff. So. It's a lot, you know, like, and I didn't realize that coming into college. Like, I thought I was eating dino nuggets every day or something like that, you know, or instant udon or instant noodles. But I kind of like my body. So I just wanted to cook something up. But yeah, like, it's definitely really, really interesting. And I can say for a fact that my parents are really proud of me to be able to, like, get through um college and be able to, like, cook for myself. You know, like, I would, like, if I was, like, really proud of myself, like, let's say I cook, like, um, carne asada tacos or, like, steak, like, I would send it to them, and they would be, like, hella proud of me, you know? So it's a cool experience. Um, Yeah, it was a cool experience, but definitely took a lot of time, and it was stressful. So I'm glad that I'm home now and have my, uh, my parents cooking for me because they're really good chefs. Yeah.
0: They really are. Uh, But yeah, there's a lot of pros and cons to this. Uh, I can say for one, like me living at home, I rarely cooked for myself. And I mean, it's nice because like, I have more time on my plate to study. And then like, I'm very grateful to have my mom who just like cooks food or like will buy food. But then at the same time, like watching you grow and like living independently and like learning how to cook Made me realize like that is something like that I want to do and that I hope I'll be able to achieve next semester when I start living on my own. Mm -hmm. And like what you said, like it is definitely really rewarding, especially like if you've grown up almost your whole life kind of like relying on your parents to cook for you. And also like learning how to cook at like a pretty young age, it just sets you up for your future too.
1: Yeah, I think that's really important to acknowledge as well. You know, like, cooking is a really important skill to know for the future, you know, like, not only are you gonna be cooking for yourself in the future, but you're gonna be cooking for your family as well. Like you can't get like McDonald's every single day for your family, like you have to like, cook something to be more healthy, to be more nutritious, and to be more um, affordable. So cooking is definitely something that's really important to uh, catch up on. And like, I think, like, definitely my parents, you know, like, despite the whole apartment thing being expensive, I think they were very insightful to kind of, like, express how, yes, it is expensive. But, like, this is the experience that, like, you will never get again in this age because, you know, like, you're getting the experience of, like, learning how to manage your own time while figuring out what to eat, you know, and, like, learning how to cook and learning how to prep. And it basically sets me up for the future. If I have a family and if I have kids, like, at least now I have like this, like structure of like knowing like some dishes to cook. And, you know, like obviously like I hope to be able to cook more in the future and become better. And yeah, just make people happy with my food.
0: I can say you definitely make me happy with your food.
1: Thank you. What's your favorite dish?
0: That you've made? Yeah. Mm, I like your steak tacos and the chicken broccoli dish that I, mm. that I consumed.
1: You literally... Oh, my <laughs>
0: That <laughs> is a whole story to tell. Okay, let me just sum it up real quick for those of you who might be wondering. Um, he made this like chicken broccoli dish and it was just for him. And then I came over... And he offered me some, and then I was just like, no, it's okay, I already ate, I'm good. And this guy turns around for like five minutes, and then he finds me eating the rest of his dish. And I pretty much like finished the majority of it. Um, But uh, for the record, I did save you some, so.
1: No, Um, you didn't. You only saved me rice.
0: Okay, but like, I tell you this all the time, I'm a picky eater, so if I finish a meal... That's when you know it's,
1: like, really good. <laughs> I got like, literally the night before, I prepped it and everything. I was like, okay, like, I'm going to eat this tomorrow morning. And, like, it's going to be a good meal. The next morning, I'm like, hey, you want some? And she's like, no, I'm okay. I'm like, all right, say so less, more for me. Right? And I'm on the phone. I look back, and it's all gone. Devoured.
0: <sighs> so, again... As I just said, if I finish the dish, it means it's really good. So at the end of the day, you can just take the compliment and go.
1: Yeah. And I'll also take the fact that I starved for the next three hours, but it's fine. Anyways.
0: Anyways. (laughs) But yeah, um, I'm glad that you were able to grow and develop all these new skills, like learning how to cook, Um, managing your time, especially, I think is like one of the big takeaways of living on your own and balancing school because that's already like really hard so props to you for that
1: thank you Mm -hmm. yeah i think there's definitely like pros and cons as to like living in like by yourself and in comparison to living home you know like i feel like a lot of people they're thinking like oh like you know like you're so lucky to like live by yourself you don't have to live on your like your own parents roof and everything and like I'm like, yeah, that's true. But you're also lucky to be home with your parents because, like, if you're home, like, with your parents, you don't have to worry about a lot of things, you know? Like, like me thinking to myself, like, if I was home with my family, with my parents, if I was home-home, you know, like, I would save, like, three hours on cooking, prepping, and washing dishes. And that three hours could easily be spent towards, like, me studying or me, like, you know, like, chilling or talking to my girlfriend so yeah like there's always there's always gonna be pros and cons to something you know like it's just a matter of like um what you choose i guess but just know that like you know like there's always a bad and a good and a good and a bad
0: that's very true that's very true so aside from like all these things that you've learned living independently now that you're back at home, would you say that you miss being able to, you know, like like, do you miss cooking for yourself sometimes and just kind of like the whole like dorm experience, I guess?
1: No. No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was so straight up.
0: No, I mean, I kind of expected you to say no. but As of
1: right now, no, because I just came home like a couple of days ago, but it will probably sink in next month but as of right now you know like definitely i'm very grateful to be able to have food on the table every single day like honestly like no no bias or anything but like my parents are probably like one of the like the best cooks i know you know so like i'm very fortunate to be able to like have parents who cook really really well because i know that not a lot of people actually have parents who can cook well you know so i'm really grateful that my parents are able to cook really well and like feed my brother and I with like really good dishes. And yeah, that itself, like it's something that I unfortunately took until like sophomore year of college to really like appreciate. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And I'm I'm glad like, even though there were challenges that came from this experience, you still definitely learned quite a lot at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. so. I mean like that's something that I can't say for myself and I think I won't be able to say that until I actually do get to experience living with myself so mm-hmm. and that is going to be interesting it's going to be a challenge but if you can do it I can do it we can all we all can do it
1: mm-hmm. yeah it's just a learning process
0: and it can it's it's definitely going to be overwhelming and for you like I know like I guess people could say, like, oh, it's going to be hard to adjust everything. Like, maybe it'll take up, like, two to three weeks max. But definitely it, the feeling was on and off. There were, The overwhelming feeling doesn't really go away, does it?
1: No, it does not. It really doesn't. But I'll tell you that it does get better. You know, like, originally, like, it would take me, like, hours to cook, you know. But nowadays, like, I'm able to, like, be more efficient in the kitchen, you know, like, while, like, the chicken is you know, uh, like searing or cooking, I wash a couple of dishes, you know, so yeah, it really teaches me to, to be time efficient.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's multitasking. So um, have you cooked anything for your parents lately? Are you no. planning to? Oh, <laughs> well, you definitely need to. You need to show off like the skills that you've learned I do. in college. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be a really great treat for them as well. So. Mm-hmm. yeah are there any questions you'd like to ask
1: <laughs> are you single no I'm just uh, uh
0: no I'm not I have a boyfriend
1: gosh darn it
0: <laughs> well
1: what's the point of doing this podcast I thought you're were... uh oh, whatever it's fine I'm just cut the, cut the camera. cut the camera cut the
0: camera cut the audio but no yeah uh I mean are you? How are you feeling now that um, there's two years left in college? Um, accomplished. You feel accomplished. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Sure. I, if 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 I was to sum up like one word to describe how I feel after this semester, definitely accomplished, because mm-hmm. yeah, there are a lot of challenges, but hey, we're halfway there,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, if two years from now phase is listening to this right now just know that um i'm struggling but i'll get through it i'll get through it you will
0: exactly mm-hmm. yeah and it's really crazy to think that we only have two years and leaving college as a like as a freshman and coming back as a junior well
1: that's yeah like that's bizarre like mm-hmm. It's like a 2 year gap. It's like it's like Thanos snap, bro. It's like what? It's like the Thanos snap.
0: Oh, yeah. It's it's going to be interesting to say the least. And um, but ultimately like I don't know about you but I'm definitely looking forward to it. Kind of just seeing how everything is after, you know, like the changes because of the pandemic and whether or not I I think I'm more concerned of like whether or not I'll be able to still have the social skills that I had my freshman year of college, coming back, like two years later or not two I'm years. later. I'm more concerned
1: like about waking up in time, man.
0: Oh yeah, now we can't like just roll roll yeah. in literally class.
1: for my eight a.m. So I just wake up five minutes before, now I got to wake up an hour before.
0: You can wake up, you can wake up five minutes before if you ride your electric scooter to class at twenty miles per hour.
1: That's twenty miles. <laughs> No,
0: (laughs) 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 Oh, We should have a a sheesh counter. This is your second time. Uh, It's okay. It's okay. (laughs) Oh, oh, there we go. Three. Yeah. Is there anything else you would have to say about. Okay, here, how about this? If you had to give yourself a piece, if you gave freshman you a piece of advice and an advice for senior you what would those two pieces of advice be
1: i feel like that can be dedicated to a whole another podcast episode and that is something that you guys have to look out for
0: oh foreshadowing okay okay well, we'll just leave it that there and just Kind of draw the anticipation. Yeah, because I think
1: definitely, like, that that itself is a very important topic to talk about. You know, like, um, really talking about, like, advice and talking about the experience that, you know, like, really taught us and helped us become the person we are today. Mm -hmm. Really helped us, like, um, become more conscious of the world and more conscious of yourself as well. So I think that's that's going to be a really interesting podcast episode as well.
0: Yeah, and we could definitely yeah. like include questions of like what pieces of advice you'd want us to talk about. Yeah. To incoming juniors.
1: You mean incoming freshmen from college, coming into college? Because no, we're incoming juniors.
0: I I did say incoming juniors.
1: Yeah, but we're incoming juniors, so we'd be giving advice to like incoming freshmen or sophomore. Oh
0: yeah, no, but I meant like yeah. They'll be getting advice from two incoming juniors. That's what I meant.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Sorry,
0: guys. It's late. <laughs> yeah, okay, sorry. So late. It's,
1: it's currently 1223, and it's my bedtime because I'm tired. <laughs> <My
0: God. But laughs> I think we thought
1: We thought we just bust the one out, you know?
0: Yeah, because, I mean, we've definitely had a lot of conversations where there were moments where we're like, why are we not recording this right now? This could be a great podcast episode, and here we are. so
1: So thank you for if you've made it this far thank you for listening um thank you for supporting rainier and me in this episode and yeah thank you for listening i hope if you're you know listening to this on a car right now i hope you are having a safe drive to wherever you're going to right now if you're listening to this uh to try and fall asleep i hope you are well rested and I hope you are sleeping now. Or if you're just listening to this while you're bored, I hope that this uh, made your day a little bit more interesting and this was able to kind of like make you think in your mind, oh, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: yeah a self-realization mm-hmm. type of thing. So
1: Yeah, so yeah. thank you for listening.
0: Thank And thank you for being my second guest on my podcast channel. It really means a lot. And hopefully we'll be able to do a lot more. Uh, but yeah as I always say time can only tell so yeah Mm -hmm. okay (laughs) I think that's a, a wrap for this episode thank you guys so much for listening I hope you have a great rest of your day and tune in next time as you bop with Bautista